The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, January the 21st, 2010, and I'd like to remind everybody that tomorrow is our second, our second palindromic day of the year. Tomorrow is going to be 012210. Mark it on your calendars, mark it on your foreheads, mark it on your children. It's a palindrome. you got to love that sort of stuff. This is Jim Edge from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davies from Beanstalk, Inc. Joining you as we do every week. This is our 101st show here on WebmasterRadio.fm. And Dave, how the hell are you doing today, brother? I, I'm doing not too bad. I, uh, I, I forgot to bring in my Dalmatians. I probably should have, but, but I didn't um, for, for our 101 show. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an exciting week. Um, all round, filled with uh, some good news, interesting news, uh, some changes. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you, you got to love that. Keeps our industry exciting and uh, keeps the show interesting and uh, informative for our listeners. So, you know, it's That's a win-win a all round. Why, why did you tell them you didn't bring Dalmatians? It's radio. And then Brasco yeah. would have like been quick on a button somewhere because he manages to pull buttons and, and sound effects out from <laughs> See, I don't. I don't know how he does it. Somehow he knows what we're going to say next. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I uh, know he's a genius. It's that. It's Brasco. I, again, we don't script this stuff, folks. Somehow Brasco just knows what we're going to say. You know, Fifteen years in radio will do that to somebody. That's what I understand. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to lead in here because there's a there's a story that we we touched on last week. Some statistics are in from this week. Just want to get it not out of the way in a bad way, but just want to make sure this thing gets covered. And we're going to open uh, open our show here on uh, a, a heartwarming kind of approach to things. Um, so we're going to go into uh, discussing just just briefly here because there's a lot of uh, internet stuff to cover, but a little bit on Haiti as it relates to the internet. I'm sure all of our all of our listeners um, are aware they're they're even still finding survivors. They found some yesterday. I don't know even how these these kids managed to survive in that kind of heat without water, but. Um, the the internet related statistic in um, and and kudos to everybody uh, here who has donated um, the Red Cross just from I'm sure you've received the, the little tweets and everything you know text Haiti to um, information from the Red Cross twenty two million dollars first time they've had really this kind of access and been set up to accept money from the social networks in this way so easy. Um, and so congratulations to, to all those who, uh, who've, who've sort of contributed. Um, good on you. And this is uh, $22 million well, well-needed dollars. Um, you know, they're not, when they text, some people do think, and this is something to know, a direct donation to the Red Cross or, or related agencies um, is more effective because it's immediate. These texts can take um, 30 to 60 days for the money to actually reach them. Um, but at the same time, 
don't stop because they've got enormous rebuilding to do. So even if you hear it may take a while, don't go. It's worthless. Um, just think of the massive amount of infrastructure development that these people need to do in the back end. It may not provide the medical supplies tomorrow that they, they desperately need, um, but it will provide the communications and infrastructure changes that they're going to need in months to come. So uh, well worth it, fantastic effort on, on everybody's part, um, and, and just another reason why our industry is, is so fantastic and, and is helping the world in, in this kind of way. Um, you know, we often hear about the spam and the, you know, buy Viagra or, or, or Nigerian uh, scam and this sort of thing as, as part and parcel of our industry. Um, and then as far as I'm concerned, something like this comes along um, and we're able to provide a, a disaster relief that would not have been there um, in, in any other. I mean, this is the first time that we've ever approached this. So um, fantastic effort, but that's all I'll touch on that, unless, Jim, you have uh, some more news on, on that tangent. Otherwise, I'm just going to make sure we, we continue on because we always run out of time for all the subjects we want to cover. Well, um, I'm at a uh, conference, a Canadian, a Government of Canada conference um, in downtown Toronto right now, and uh, a speaker was just on, was just up on stage maybe about an hour ago, talking about the uh, a failed Canadian company called Nortel. It used to be one of the largest telecom companies companies in the world, and he said, you know, of all the bad stuff that came out of Nortel, lost pensions, a lost legacy of product, um, Ericsson. The, uh, the 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 wireless brand bought a uh, the the wireless part of, of of Nortel, and two days ago the U.S. Navy showed up in uh, in Haiti. The very first thing they erected was a product that had been made by Nortel that supplied wireless connection to about a quarter of the island. Just massive antenna um, made for made for the Canadian North, um, which is a vast and desolate area. And so, um, that, 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 that made me feel a little, uh, a little good about my, my, my big losses I took on Nortel. Um, at least something has come from it. And, you know, it just, it just goes to show if uh, Internet users are properly motivated, and in this case they were properly motivated by compassion, it just goes to show if they're properly motivated, they'll click. And I don't mean to sound crass by that, but... I think this is a, a, a really good, and as you say, Dave, um, bone-chilling yet heartwarming example of um, how good people will be motivated to do good things if, if the powers that be, in this case the, the, the charity organizations, make it easy for them to do it. Well, and I think there's a fantastic lesson here that charitable organizations and businesses as a whole outside of this incident can really learn from here. And I think that the Red Cross, for, for the first time here, but I'm, I'm certain not the last, really grasps onto, and that is the changing culture that we are in. We are a, a well-informed nation. Uh, or I shouldn't say nation, populace um, of, of Internet users. However, I mean, in that we, we have access to vast amounts of media. However, to that effect, you've got my attention for a whopping, I don't know, three seconds. I mean, one of the other statistics I found totally unrelated um, that just came across, uh, across my board today is uh, the people visiting Google News, 44% of them only scan the headlines. So this is the populace that we are dealing with here, is that, we're kind of informed. You've got my attention for about 10 seconds. Um, and I think that this is a great lesson for all of us to carry forward with and that the Red Cross really locked in on this time is catch me right now. Like, you, you, you've got my attention right now, and you're going to have it for about 15 more seconds. 
<laughs> and and they've, they've enabled me within that 15 seconds to donate, and I did, and $10 went off. Um, and I think this is a, a lesson that a, a lot of businesses are going to need to grasp, and the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see that Red Cross did is we know from statistics, we know from things like 44% of people go to news, they want to know what's going on, but they're not even motivated to go and read a story. They're only scanning the headlines, and that's the level of information we're grabbing. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm sure we can see from, from stick times on sites, if I don't grab your attention within about 10 seconds on my website, you're gone. So I, I think this was a great lesson learned by the Red Cross here. $22 million was raised, but I think businesses as a whole outside of this specific incident need to take heed to this and go, right, it is important. If you've got your credit card out, I need to get that information um, within seconds and probably take a look at, at things like the ability to text um, you know, money around and, and these sort of things as, as a, a viable alternative to, to traditional um, payment processing and stuff like that. So anyways, I think there's some interesting lessons. It's going to be really interesting to see how, how things progress in that area outside of the, the Haiti disaster, but just um, the lessons that we learn here in, in how we interact um, and, and get money and, and, and these sorts of things. I, I think we're going to see a, a shift over the next, uh, the next year or two in, in how we treat this, this transaction. Um, I think one thing it also does, and, you know, Cindy Crum, your friend of mine, is, is going to love that, but um, is what we're seeing here is more, more use of mobile. Um, and, and fantastic, $22 million raised. Um, people are using their phones the way, you know, Cindy, you know, years ago would have, would have said, which is we're actually using them for something other than a phone. So... Um, you know, just another sort of signal um, in the direction that things are going. But I, I think I've gone along on, on that tangent uh, far enough. Are we ready for, uh, to go on, on on different topics, or have I just blown through all the time until we can go to a commercial? No, i got one more topic to throw at you, then we should go to commercial. I was, uh, yeah. I was reading online yesterday that, that Google has enabled a, uh, a, a layer in Google Maps that will show you all the Olympic venues at, at Whistler and through, uh, throughout the city of Vancouver. Now, I thought that was really cool. But then 30 seconds later, I'm reading along, and I come to another article. This one was uh, in the, uh, uh, I believe, the Financial Times or the, the Wall Street Journal. Whistler itself, which is owned by a corporation known as Intrawest, a, uh, a ski resort corporation, well... While the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympics, were happening in Whistler, British Columbia, the town of Whistler is up on the auction block because Intrawest has gone broke. So, uh, Dave, the place where you love to go skiing and mountain biking, the place where you buggered off to two weeks ago while I had to solo a show, you can buy a piece of it for a They defaulted on or been unable to repay half a billion dollars. That's that's billion here um dollars that, that is owing and, and you're right they're they're in big trouble of course this isn't going to affect the olympics per se um but this is certainly going to affect um the communities um up there so um yeah it's a it's a weird irony um and of course i i i mean you know i, I love whistler i go there all the time but, i mean to me it's it's quite a close destination and, and a fantastic one at that um but the olympics are, are not having the kind of effect on the community that they had hoped for. I think uh, Los Angeles is the only Olympics that's actually made money. I don't know why this, like, we put a big push into, into getting it. But, um, 
you know, it, it hasn't had the, the kind of effect. So I think that's also impacting them. I think they sort of went into it going, great, and, you know, we've got the Olympics. There's going to be all these people here. We're going to make gobs and gobs of money. Uh, what ended up happening is people basically started, you know, this year avoiding the place because viewing that, oh, okay, there's going to be tons and tons and tons of people there. It's going to be nuts. Prices are going to be inflated. Uh, in in reality, no prices are lower. There's tons of space, and I can't think of a trip that I've been uh, been there in early January where I was able to just walk around so easily. So, um, you know, they're they're kind of getting getting slapped here all for this like three weeks when yeah, it'll be really really busy, really really packed for three weeks. But but that's about it. So um, interesting sort of uh, business uh, angles coming out of that. But it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what happens as they go. Uh, you know, if if it does, in fact, get, get purchased by another another agency, I myself find it odd that there is a town of that caliber uh, that is actually just owned by a corporation. Like, that's just a weird uh, kind of thing for me. But anyways. <laughs> you know, uh, note to, uh, to Premier Gordon Campbell, the uh, leader of the British Columbian government. Hey, Gordo, dude, told you so. <laughs> told you so. I mean, I, and in reality, I did tell him so. I said straight up, you're going to lose money on this. It's not going to, you know... This is not a panacea. So, Gord, told you so. I'm so glad yeah. I don't live there anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a train wreck. Anyway, the Olympics are going to be great. Unfortunately, the uh, organizi- organizing for the Olympics and the cost of the Olympics, absolute train wreck. But, boy, don't we feel good for those three weeks, won't we? <laughs> I think I, I, on behalf of Vanock, that'll be nine ninety-five, please. <laughs> okay, Dave, it's a quarter after the hour here on Webcall, jlwebmasterradio.fm. Afraid we have to go to commercial. Um, we have to pay some bills here for the station. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk, Inc., this is Jim Hedger from webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to Webcology. It's the 21st of January, 2010. Stay tuned, friends. we got some fun stuff coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, as, or maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agree that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. 
Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. The WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everybody, welcome back to Webmaster to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> Webmaster Radio. The laughing boy over there is Dave Davies from Beanstalk Inc. And yes, Carrie, the FY7 commercial got me a going. Before we jump in, Dave, let me describe where I am right now. I'm on the 27th floor of an office tower downtown Toronto. Unfortunately, I'm looking north, not south. So I get I see the uh, the lower end of downtown as the buildings start tapering down. But I'm in a conference center called the St. Andrews Conference Center. Um, again, in downtown Toronto. And i got to tell you, this is uh, I've never seen a conference center uh, up in a... Uh, up in an office tower before, and I'm I'm amazingly impressed. This is a extraordinary, uh, extraordinary facility. Well, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying yourself there. I'm going to point out that it's still warmer where I am. Uh, <laughs> but I got a better view. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and in fact, I don't actually have windows in my office, not by choice. But I can guarantee you, you got a better view. Um, Okay, where where should we go? I mean, there is just so much that's going on. You know what? I, I'm going to direct us. I, I ask it as a question, but I'm going to direct us because a topic that we need to make sure to get to. Uh, so we're going to, I think, good idea to launch into it now is Bing iPhone. I mean, it's a it's a big enough story. I think we need to we need to cover it here. So, um, what are your thoughts? Looks like uh, iPhone maybe uh, you know sort of offing uh, Google and providing their search results, maps, etc. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, is this going to be good or bad for for Apple? Well, well, first of all, let's look at uh, let's look at Bing. They're, Bing has had some great successes in the last little while. Um, they they're posting better numbers. I believe that their December numbers were um, they broke the double digits. Um, so they're not serving nine percent of the market anymore. They're serving like eleven point five percent of the market, or so somewhere in that range. So they're getting more market share, and it's coming a little bit from Yahoo and a little bit from Google. So they're actually starting to, you know, starting to poke into that um, big edifice we call Google and into, into Google's market share, which I, I see is really cool. Um, what did you expect? I mean, like, seriously, Dave, what did you expect Apple to do? I mean, Apple's got this, uh, this brilliant um, iPhone. And Google comes along with their dream phone, the G phone. It's not, it's not a smartphone. It's a super phone, according to the, according to the guys at Google. And um, it's obviously a direct competitor to the iPhone. So, um, like, Apple is looking at, Go- at Google going, you bastards. I can't believe you jumped into our market. Like, you, you were going to leave us alone, but now you're not. And so Apple is going back to the well. 
Microsoft saved their butts twice in Apple's history. And Apple's going back to Microsoft again. Not necessarily to save their butt, but to, uh, to avoid giving more market share to a company who has come, come straight out with the, you know, the glove across the face saying, we are rivals, we meet on the field of onions. You know what, and, and to me, it's, it's funny, it makes sense. We've got like an art of war, the enemy of my enemy kind of thing going on here. Um, something that I, mean, I, I find this interesting about, uh, about Apple's move here is that, I mean, Microsoft, I mean, they, they have mobile, um, you know, operating systems and these sort of things. Um, but I guess to their credit, Microsoft has always recognized what they do do and what they don't do. I mean, for the most part, they went into gaming and stuff like that, but they, they do software and applications. Um, what they don't do, for the most part, there's a, there's a number of exceptions, but for the most part, they're not a hardware-y kind of person. They're not going to go head-to-head with Apple in the, in the phone market, is, is what I'm getting at there. Um, whereas you're right, Google did. I think there's a bunch of sort of interesting flaws. I mean, there's tales all over the web of the poor support that they're giving um, to, to people having technical problems with their phone and this and that and the other thing. Um, as soon as the announcement came out that um, Apple is now looking at Bing as, as, their, uh, as their alternative, um, you know, I've, I've read on a number of forums how this may be the death of Apple. This is going to cause them big problems. I mean, the statistics are out, you know, 75% of all, um, you know, iPhone users also have um, Google as their default search engine at home, so this is going to cost, uh, you know, cost Apple, cost iPhone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, okay, okay. One, one second here. Let me get this straight. The iPhone will find me pizza any, in any city, in any place in the world when I need it. The iPhone will get me home. The iPhone will remember my calendar. The iPhone will remember every password I've ever thought of ever. The iPhone has uh, will allow me to shake it at somebody and pretend I'm shooting them. The iPhone will let me amuse myself to no end of the world. And the absence of Google is going to kill them. Well, you know, that's that. really sorry, what I, I found that. almost humorous. Um, about it was this belief that somehow this was going to play against them. Now, if I were Apple, for example, I would probably do this in a controlled way. I wouldn't, for example, I right now have Google um, as my, my default. Now, if I was Apple, I think it would be a, a, a poor decision on their part to all of a sudden push an update and change everything so that I'm no longer using what I, what I currently am. Like, I have certain things set up as my defaults right now, don't push an update and change them. Like I'm, you know, I know where all my icons are. I have my iPhone set up in a very, very specific way. So if they tried to pull that one out, yes, I, I, I could see that blowing up. But that just becomes a user experience. Don't don't do that to me. You're going to annoy me by by changing my experience, my interface. I mean, I I don't like Windows Seven, not because it's it's inferior. It's actually a superior product, but it, it changed the way I have to work, and I can kind of work on autopilot. I'm sure you're the same. Um, but with all new things, would this hinder me? Would I go, oh my, I've now got Bing. I mean, something a lot of people forget, myself included, and, and, and I'm sure you as well. I use Google all the time. I mean, I'm an SEO. People don't call me up and go, gee, I really want rankings on Bing. I need, I need to know what's going on on Google at all times, because that's, that's what people are calling about. Um, but at the same time, Bing has effectively a very, very good engine. I mean, it, it has its flaws. So does Google. I mean, I would still say Google has a, a superior engine overall, but Bing has made some fantastic advancements, um, you know, with with their new engine. So, 
<clears throat> will people be disheartened if all of a sudden Bing is what's appearing on their on their iPhone? A, if I can switch, I, I don't really care. I mean, you know, my my. Uh, when I when I get Windows and I use that as my operating system, you know, my a brand new machine it defaults me to to Microsoft to, as well. It also you know usually comes loaded with a bunch of other crap. You take it off. That's that's how you you deal with things. You set your engine to whatever you want. Um, as long as I can do that, I mean, if it locked me out of Google, okay, we got problems. But it, they won't. Um, and I also think it'd be wise of them to kind of filter it in and go. You know what? First, we're changing maps. First, it's not going to be. Um, Google Maps anymore. You know, we're we're going to get you used to seeing the Bing logo first, and and then do a, a slower migration. Um, but at the end of the day, I love my iPhone. I mean, it's weird. I've never been loyal to a brand like this, but I really like my iPhone quite a bit. Uh, if it defaulted me to Bing, I don't I don't care <laughs> as long as I can switch to whatever I want. It's, you know, it's personal choice. It can default me to you know ask if it wants. I don't really care. As long as I can, I can make that change. At the end of the day, it's a fantastic product uh, with a, fa- uh, a grouping of fantastic applications. And if I'm really loyal to, to Google, download their application. It's free. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the day, I think it's a, it's a big, a, a big you know, kerfuffle. I think I, um, Apple's doing what they need to do. I think you hit the nail on the head. Google has decided that they're going to go toe-to-toe with Apple. They've ticked off a lot of people. I think they've done some things that I, I wouldn't have really recommended they do to people that they were asking to develop for Android and this and that. Um, you know, now all of a sudden they, they kind of, you know, uh, give Apple a, a slap across the face. Um, you know, they, they, it, it's kind of what's coming. We got an enemy of my enemy sort of situation, and I, I don't think at the end of the day this is, this is going to be good for Google. Um, I think they've made a, a few missteps lately. They're never going to, you know, I don't think this is going to be what topples them down. They're, they're still king of the castle, and, I mean, good for them. They've got a fantastic um, system set up and a fantastic engine, but um, they are making a few missteps, and I think this is definitely one of them. Well, perhaps this is the year. I mean, like, one of the things that, that, that we've, 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 we don't mind it when companies get big. As a matter of fact, in the tech world, we tend to applaud companies that get big. Yeah. Clearly, they've done a better job than their competitors. They've made a better mousetrap, so to speak, and uh, that can only be congratulated, one techie to, uh, to a set of techies, of course. But we do dislike it when our large companies get too arrogant. And maybe, and, and this mightn't even be an attitude shift in Google's, on Google's part, maybe it's just the size of the company has gotten so big, their fingers are in so many pies, and they dominate in so many fields. Maybe arrogance was uh, was natural. Maybe it was going to happen. No way to avoid it. The nicest people in the world get arrogant after a while. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't like it as users. And in the tech world, users are more than just users of a product. Users tend to get this um, sense of loyalty, the sense of almost like brand ownership. Think of like all the Mac fanboys out there. Apologies to any any massive uh, Mac Mac fan out there, but think of how you know loyal how they own that brand in their minds. The the the, the legion of Mac fans. You say something bad about Apple or about Mac, and you're going to hear about it on your in your blog comments. It's it's going to happen. Similarly with Google, I think um, people just felt such a rush of camaraderie. With them in in the past, I mean, and, and, I mean, like, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be all sappy here because I remember the game of cat and mouse and how pissed off I am at them half the time. But at the same time, you know, I've 
it's almost like it's almost like watching your friend grow up and uh, become a lawyer. Um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of what happened to Google. They grew up and became lawyers. You're proud of them, but you may not love everything they have to do. Defense lawyers, in fact. Yes. You're proud of them, but uh, right. and I mean, I think I mean my father's a Mac user, and yes, I hear about it very, very regularly. How insane it is that I'm still a PC user. Um, we do. I mean, you, you hit an interesting thing as well there, where I think people become very attached, like I am. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been as attached to a piece of technology as I am um, to my iPhone, to a point where I I will, like a Mac user will, and then I get lectures from my dad. Um, I guess he has the same experience with his computer as, as I do with my phone, where I will actually defend this thing. Now, I think that's an advantage that Apple has in this battle right now is, you like Google, I like Google. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, they've done a fantastic job. You're right, I, 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 it has been kind of like watching them, at least for, for you know, SEOs who've been in the industry long enough to have known back in the old days when there were actually choices to be made in search, and now, um, you know, now that really there, there isn't much, um, but a disadvantage that they're at here in winning hearts and minds is I've got this iPhone, and I like it, and I hold it in my hand, and I keep it in my pocket, and I have to protect it because I don't want it to get wrecked. And so you, you gain kind of – it almost gains a personality of sorts because it is something that you enjoy and interact with on a regular basis. It's how I communicate with my friends. It's how, I mean, it, it provides a variety of different things. Google is this, this, this engine. I mean, I, I don't know if you have ever been in sales. I got my start back, you know, working at Radio Shack back in university. Um, and one of the tactics is, and a, and a good one it is, is you hand the person the thing that you're trying to sell them. You don't hold it and, and, and talk to them. You hand it to them. They take ownership. Well, that's a big advantage that Apple has right now um, in this sort of hearts and minds battle um, with Google that, that they're in the middle of is they've got this group of established people that have ownership. I hold this thing in my hand, and now I have to kind of pick, do I like what Google's doing with this Android thing? And they're kind of picking off developers, and I'm, I'm a tech, and you know they kind of hurt some people in, in my industry and kind of annoyed them, and I think it's kind of unfair, and I've got this thing that I like, and it's in my hand, and I really like it, and it's, you know, so I, I, I kind of have this relationship of, uh, in a weird way with my, with my phone, because I have ownership of it, and it, it, it causes me good things. Um, whereas with Google, it, it does cause me good things. I love it. It's created my entire job, but it's still this thing I access. It's not this thing I have. So uh, it, it sort of puts them in a, at a bit of a disadvantage here, and I can't see a, a world coming up where um, you know Android will surpass. Well, I may be wrong. I mean, and, and you know, I mean, heck, a, a year ago I didn't care for Twitter either, so I, I may be wrong here, but I, I can't see them really passing in that that loyalty aspect at any point in the near future. Um, at the same time, you and I have discussed, and and really important for everybody to understand about Google in their defense in this whole situation is Google is not really any more so much just about search engines. They're in the business. I mean, uh, they're in the business of advertising. But incidentally, and part of the caffeine update, is they're in the business of collecting as much data as they humanly can about you. I mean, that's really what they're doing right now, um, is trying to amass as much and personalize results and basically provide you with the best possible experience customized to you. Um, so for them to then go out and say, we need to actually produce the device with which you are traveling and communicating on so that we can make sure that the ads are, are best geared towards you, it is a natural step. Is it one they should have taken 
debatable question, and they're they're hitting some hiccups now. A lot of companies do. You know, maybe you know that would argue against them them doing this thing. But knowing that their end goal is to be perfectly personalized to you, they needed to do this. Now they may be blinded by this mission and doing stuff they shouldn't do to the end goal. I.e., they want to collect data, so they may be doing missteps to collect that data. But at the end of the day, that is their primary mission: is to provide you the best search experience, so they're having to, to do these sorts of things. So, um, I'll tell you, what, it, Dave, you get into if, uh, an interesting situation there. If, uh, I'll tell you what, if Google really wants to personalize results to me, if they really, really, really want to uh, give me a personal experience, one where I feel a sense of camaraderie, a sense of ownership, a sense of, uh, 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 well, friendship with this corporation they really will start to stop censoring search results in china they will stop help help yeah, they will stop helping the people's republic oppress its people they will stop um, their association with the tech gang of four that being microsoft yahoo cisco and google and you know what well, i was very disappointed to find out last week or actually earlier this week you know what i was so disappointed to find out what was that jim Guess who's still censoring search results in China, Dave? <laughs> I had a hunch that's where you were going with that. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, just when you thought somebody was growing a pair, I mean, a heart, um, they, uh, they're in, Google apparently is in negotiations with the Chinese government still about uh, continuing other services in China. The threat to stop censoring search results is uh, sort of kind of still on the table. But if you go to Google.cn, which is still operating to this minute, and you search for Falun Gong, you ain't going to find nothing. You search for Tiananmen Square, you ain't going to find nothing. Search for June the 4th, the day that Tiananmen Square massacre happened, you ain't going to find the information you'd think you would find because Google is still censoring search results. If they try to tell you otherwise, they're playing PR. And perhaps they were playing PR from the very beginning. And if that is the case... I got to tell you, I'm really disappointed. Um, I agree. I mean, we had we had quite a lengthy discussion on this. Um, you know, as long as they're there, I do agree. I do believe they they need to keep censoring the results. I mean, that's the law. But I think you and I can both agree. Um, they just need to get out. Like, if if they want to present themselves as that kind of company, which obviously they do, if they want to present themselves as a company that is this is all about shareholders, we need to grab as much money as possible. That's our primary mission. Yes, they should stay in China. If that is their primary sole mission, call it like it is. Say that's but be what we're honest about. about it. Yeah, exactly. But if you're trying to say we care about people, we're humanitarians, uh, we want a better world for China, you can't break their laws, but you need to get out if that's the message you're trying to send. So, you know, I guess another potential misstep on, on the part of Google from this year, but it is still very premature. Um, I'll give them a benefit of a doubt and, and see what happens in the in the months to come. I mean, this is understandably a major decision that they have to make. What will be interesting is, do they make the right one? Well, you know what? That's one of those things time will tell. And I'm afraid time tells us that we got to do it again. we got to step out. we got to go to another commercial. we got to pay some bills here on Webmaster Video. And we have to make Brasco a very happy man. It is... Uh, about 20 minutes to the hour here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, the 21st of January, 2010. 
This is Jim Edger from My Master Radio and Dave Davies from Beanstalk, Inc. Stay tuned. We're back with more interesting stuff after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamrell, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. Did you know? 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article S-E-N-D-E-R.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Web College. We're here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, the 21st of January, 2010. And I'm looking at all the little people down there. They look like little teeny ants. And one of my favorite things to do when you get into a skyscraper is to go, like, right up to the windows and try to look down the side of the building. Like, you really can't, right? Because, like, if you're, if you're really lucky, you're on this side of the glass, not that side. So you can't really look down the building. But, it's a, man, it's a weird perspective. <laughs> You're having too much fun there, Jim. I am. I get paid for this, too, eh? <laughs> I know. Weird, huh? <laughs> All right. Where shall, we, uh, where shall we head from there? Do you have any topics you want to cover, or should I just continue on with uh, some additional news? Well, I can talk a little bit about Yahoo, but like that'll just get us giggling. So why don't you just why don't you just go ahead? We'll, we'll save Yahoo. Okay. Because we, uh, uh, I'm going to head to a topic that. that may similarly get you giggling, and I know that if uh, your friend of mine, Christine, is listening, um, she will uh, be giggling because I'm going to talk a little bit about Twitter here, um, and she would be giggling because any of our regular listeners will know 
uh, for eons, I was, you know, I was probably one of the most, the last people to adopt Twitter. I basically viewed it as an enormous time sucker, uh, which, by the way, I was right about. <laughs> However, uh, certainly has its perks. So, um, you know, the as she refers to me, the ex luddite uh, is is a convert. But um, some interesting news about Twitter um, just came today. The Twitter COO. Um, has announced that there will not be an IPO in 2010. Um, I found this interesting. Is is one of the things that he's noting is that they're basically waiting for the company itself to catch up with the valuation, i.e., his belief that they're kind of over, or it seems that they're, they're kind of overvalued for the first time. I think I don't know that I've ever heard this openly, and and I have my doubts that this is the case, but openly, uh, what appears to be the message is, we're waiting until the company is actually worth what you think it is. Um, we need you know, to business you know, models. Have, have you we ever heard of a company doing model. that? No, no, uh, nor have I. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to what's probably more, uh, more realistically the case, which is they are waiting for... Um, a you know, model? an actual buyout. Now, on a related note to that, um, it seems to be confirmed, grain of salt, but seems to overall be concerned. And looking at the friends, it may very well be the case, um, and, and who he selected to follow, um, Bill Gates has now joined the world of Twitter. That happened in, in the last week. He's in there, of course, has, has tons and tons of followers. There are rumors that it may be a spammer just looking to amass vast numbers of, of Twitter followers. At the same time, it's at Bill Gates. So, you know, g- good chance only in that I have a hunch that Microsoft would have grabbed that name pretty fast. Um, rumors on that tangent are um, that, that Microsoft may actually be, be considering a buy of this thing. Um, now, if that is the case, um, what this, the message may actually be is not, we're not looking at an IPO in 2010 because we want to wait till, you know, our valuation, uh, or until we catch up with our valuation. Uh, it may be more of a message of, we don't want to tell you, but we're looking at actually just a straight buy. Um, this does seem like something that Microsoft would buy. Um, you know, seems like a, a good buy on their part. I mean, this, this sort of matches in with a lot of the recent efforts that they've been trying to make, would give them great access to something, would give them a, a great access to, to enhance um, sort of the, the MSN kind of experience, which is, is going by the dodo. I'm sure they have um, seen that coming. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's being replaced. I now use Twitter as, as more of a messaging medium um, than, than I use MSN at this point or, or any of the traditional chat um, you know, services. So uh, it certainly seems like something that they would do, whether they do or not, will time will tell. But I think that's that's more um, to the point. I got, of, I, I got, I think I got two words for that, words. Dave. Two What's words that? for that. Let's see, if, let's see if you remember the reference, okay? Pyra Labs. You remember Pyra Labs? Just vaguely. Just that's vaguely. Familiar. And that's like a name recognition. But uh, I'll let you explain what's going you on. You can educate me and our listeners. I can tell you why you don't remember it offhand, because you haven't heard it for a while. That's why, because Pyra Labs, P-R-Y-A Labs, was the company that made this nifty little content management system called Blogger. Google purchased Pyra, Pyra Labs, I believe, in 2004 or 2005. Now, Google had this little thing going on the side that it sort of stole from Yahoo called AdWords. 
Okay, it had yeah. pay-per-click marketing happening, which was an idea that was you know originally developed by a company called GoTo, which was purchased by Yahoo. And um, neither Yahoo or Google were making a hell of a lot of money, and they were making money. Don't get me wrong, but nothing like the stratospheric amounts of money Google's making off AdWords today, until, until. Google purchased Pyra Labs and their product Blogger. When they purchased Pyra Labs and Blogger, they came up with this brilliant, brilliant innovation called AdSense, which allowed you, the publisher, probably using their new product Blogger, to put Google advertising on your websites. When that happened, and when Google made it easy for you to become a publisher, for me to become a publisher, for uh, you know, anyone to become a publisher at that time because they had blogger and it was easy to become a publisher. It was suddenly easy to monetize um, your, 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 your new website. Bing, bang, boom, Google took off. That was the true rise of Google. Is this a smart move on Microsoft's part to think about purchasing Twitter? God damn yeah. Think Pyra Labs. Microsoft has to. They do. I think it'd be good. And, I mean, you do hit a spot, I think, when you're, we're dealing with monstrous companies like this. Um, where, uh, very similar to, to the Apple situation we were discussing earlier, where you may want to do something simply so, so that the other person can't. <laughs> I, I could see Microsoft coming in and going, even if they don't, and I'm mean, sure they'd come up with a monetization strategy, but even if they didn't. Let me have it before Google does, right? I mean, you know one of the two major giants is, is going to own this thing at the end of the day. I mean, we've all seen, well, I don't know if all of us have, but enough of us have seen Twitter results feeding into Google organic results with, with caffeine. I mean, we, we've all, I'm sure you have, many of us have seen this happen. I certainly have. Um, so we know the power that this thing has, although if Microsoft buys it, I don't think we'll see that anymore. But, um, you know, you... Obviously, it has full focus attention. One of them has got to buy it at some point. So, um, you know, I think I think it just makes a lot of sense. And, and you're right that it's a fantastic monetization strategy. But I have a hunch that even if they didn't know how the heck they were going to monetize this thing, they know Google is interested. So, I think they'd go for it just for that, just for that purpose. Um, now, on, you know what? I, I'm going to carry us forward because we've got like what seven minutes or something like that. And I got a few more points that I'd like to touch on here during uh, during this show. I'm going to go back just a little bit here, just to just to give kind of a you know, chuckle. Um, recent story out over at Web Pro News: U.S. government wants China to investigate Google attack. Um, I only mention this. What do you think of the odds? I don't know. What do you think the odds are that the RCMP will uh, will investigate a uh, RCMP shooting? Yeah, exactly. All this kind of you know trumpeting of, of, of battle cries, but um, you know, just found that timely and, and kind of interesting. But um, nonetheless, there's off from the sort of questionable, you know, in the is this good, is this bad kind of news, and then and, and sort of the the more not sure where it's going to land kind of news. Um, another success story, we started the day with one. We might as well uh, have one here approaching the end. Uh, revenue increases by uh, a little company called eBay um, over, uh, over fourth quarter. So that's certainly going to show some, to me anyway, um, uh, some changes going on in the economy, which is what I really 
chalk this down to? I mean, we saw um, you know things sort of contract there in you know I mean they're comparing it to the quarters in uh, in the previous year, obviously in 2008 versus 2009 fourth quarter. Uh, we were looking at a different economic landscape at that point. Um, eBay to me is really a, a resource that you go to uh, or a site that you go to when you're purchasing elective products. This is not where I, I don't go to eBay to pay my rent. I don't go there to pay my hydro bill. I don't go there to buy food. Um, right? I mean, I'm going there to buy stuff. Right? I mean, uh, and so I think to me, when I see increases going on on a property like eBay or Amazon or, or sites like that that are not providers of necessities, uh, I, I think that's a, a real move forward uh, or, or reflects a move forward in our economy, a kind of new confidence in that we are more, uh, we're, there's just more of us purchasing products that are, that are now elective, which I think, you know, as long as we're spending elective money, um, that's just a good sign for, for the way things are turning. So I, I was really happy to see those statistics come out. It actually would have been higher um, if they, uh, higher as far as percent, not as far as revenue, but as far as percent, uh, if, if they didn't have Skype. It, it, taking Skype out of both equations, 2008, 2009, it would have actually been 19% uh, revenue increase, not 16. But uh, Dave, you 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 were you were a student in economics in, in university as well, weren't you? you, you, you I, I did take economics. some economics, yeah. Okay, now you know that recessions and and I guess in the the great example is the Great Depression in the 1930s. You know that they come in phases, right? Yep. You have a uh, the initial. Breakdown of the breakdown of the, the the inventory structure, for one reason or another. In 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 the most recent example, a bubble happened. There was too much inventory, that was way overpriced. A correction had to happen, and that correction came out of everybody's pockets in one way or another. Well, think of all the stuff that wasn't being manufactured. You know, the factories laid people off. Uh, uh, businesses, retail outlets weren't purchasing anything until they ran out of inventory, then they had to purchase en masse. And I'm, I don't know, I mean, I don't mean to be a naysayer, but there's too many dark clouds in North America's economy right now. I believe that structurally, we are out of the recession, we've gone past it. However, there's a few shoes I see still waiting to drop. Um... Think of all those people who refinanced their mortgages a couple of years ago, and these are good people. These are people who've been paying their bills as normal, except they bought their mortgages five years ago when people were giving you money if you were a drooling idiot. Those right. people who were lending, those, those lenders, aren't lending money out to um, anybody anymore, no matter what your credit rating. So there's going to be a whole rash of defaults coming in the next year, and I'm very concerned about that. Um, well, you're right, and I mean, you touched on an important point there, is it's now more difficult as, as you hit, right? The pendulum goes back and forth, and so it was ludicrous the way that lenders were operating at, at one point. I mean, I, I found it just bizarre that laws had to be enacted that required a lender to be sure that the person they were lending money to could pay it back. I mean, that a law actually needed to be developed, to cover that basic <laughs> principle. It's just, know, it's just absolutely it's horrifying it's to me that, that we allow our financial sector to, to exist in an environment where that isn't just kind of understood. That if you're going to give me money, I should be able to pay you back. 
um, at, at some point. So um, that, that happens. I mean, you end up hitting sort of the pendulum where now it's gone the other way, and you're right, people aren't lending money. Now, of course, that's going to have its backlash because you have legitimate good ideas and, and small businesses who you know, are, are trying to, to get started, and they just can't get the funding because the banking institution has had to go the other way and, and tighten things maybe a little too much. Um, and, and, and they're being too protective now, um, so people aren't getting the, the money that would actually help them, help them move forward. Legitimate people who could pay their bills uh, and would pay people back aren't being given the chance to get the money. So we will see a, a problem in the economy, I think, you're right there, created by that, and that there will be less money in the economy because, because it's being held. Uh, but at the same time, if I have to pick one of those two problems to have, um, I'd say, you know, for now at least, yeah, let's, let's as you so eloquently put it, let's, let's keep the money out of the hands of the drooling idiots. Um, you yes, know, and, and, um, and maybe yes. keep it out of, uh, out of a few hands that, that should probably have it just to, to keep our economy protected. And at least it'll, it'll safeguard us against continuing massive ups and downs and, and declines. It may not grow us as fast, but at least it'll stop us from plummeting any further. Agreed. Um, hey, Dave, we just got it. We got the two-minute warning. Okay. Um, one final note, just news I need to cover really fast, really easy. Mozilla, Firefox, new version out. Reportedly 20% faster. Um, I don't recommend to download it right now, though. One of my employees did. I'm not. Um, Not all the applications have been upgraded. So if you're listening and you you get that little, hey, we've upgraded. If you're running a lot of add-ons, I don't recommend to to do it quite yet. Maybe wait a couple days because a lot of those add-ons aren't working, including some of the the key ones like IE tab and and stuff like that, that that we all use on a regular basis. Well, I got a couple quick announcements here. Um, Friends, stay tuned. Affiliate Marketing Insider is coming up after us. And stay tuned after that because the one, the only, the beautiful, the brilliant Vanessa Fox. Office hours live here, webmasterradio.fm, 4 p.m. today. Dave, um, it's been a good show. It's been an interesting one. I don't think I'm going to have this view again next week. kind of wish that I did because it's really neat up here. Um, well, I'm just going to take us out. On behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk-Inc., and this is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm. You've been listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio, which you can hear here live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or at iTunes, Odeo, or any other fine podcast distribution outlet, including the fine podcast distribution outlet called webmasterradio.fm. Friends, uh, again, this is Jim and Dave. We'll talk to you next week. Be well.